What's going on? Welcome back to the Creative Herd. This is going to be a shorter episode today, and I hope it doesn't get too much like story time, but I know some stories will bleed through, and I do have some points to make. Um, yeah, the, ma- the main reason why I'm making this episode is because today I was really focusing on how my specific uh life that's gone has been like really snap decisions in terms of like the big monumental changes that have happened and i'm not sure if everyone's life is like that but uh there's a few things early on that i i i did to make my life easier because i am kind of shitty at decisions (laughs) but um i'll get into that in a second but uh yeah one of the the most recent monumental moment (laughs) that happened or feels monumental right now but uh i just handed in my two weeks at my current full-time job um that was beyond stable and in in my field uh really no complaints about the job but um you know i had a moment of crossroads and it was it was one of those moments that i had to, to really make a split decision that could change my trajectory and change the journey that i'm going on even before this decision was even made, um, I was feeling, you know, a little bit stagnant and that's coming from a sense of comfort. Um, I was really comfortable in the position that I was in. Um, not to say that I didn't enjoy it, but I felt that it was comfortable. I felt that it was really stable. And while that can be really great sometimes, and I think it really depends what kind of person you are, but for myself, I just... (laughs) I felt that like I just needed more. I needed to be challenged a little bit more. I needed to be put outside my comfort zone because I am somebody that like, I won't, I won't fight to go outside of that. So like I need to actively make uh, decisions to be like, I'm going to put myself here because I know I'm going to get uncomfortable. So I would encourage you to like check in with, uh, with your current journey just to see, um, just to see and take note of like where you are, like how comfortable you are, are you right now? Are you to the point where I was, where you're just kind of on autopilot and you're just like, yeah, I'm chilling. This is great. Everything's going good. And yeah, being comfortable and being too comfortable are, are two totally different things. And like I mentioned earlier about the, uh, snap judgment decision thing, (laughs) once I realized that that's how I was operating, I made a few concrete decisions in my life. And ever since then, that's kind of been uh, my guiding light to pretty much every major decision and even little ones. And it's just figuring out a bunch of little things like what are your values? What do you love? Uh, Where do you draw your boundaries or where do you draw your energy from? And most importantly, like, where do you want to have authority uh, in terms of maybe your career, your life? And these are all little tiny questions that you can answer that'll make decision-making so simple. Like, instead of asking yourself, what do you want to, where do you want to be in five years? That's like the classic question. Like, what does your ideal day look like? You know, like, where are you waking up? What's your morning, afternoon? What's your night look like? And these are all exercises that I've done often. And once I kind of nailed those things down of like, oh, where do I want to have authority? Okay, well, that's where you're going to put your attention to. For me, I was like, I want to be like a go-to person for editing. I want to have some sort of authority in that field so I can feel good about myself um, in terms of speaking about it in front of other people. Like, I want to have some sort of uh, authority over it. And my ideal day, um, 
that's something that you can work towards instead of being like, well, in five years, I want to be, you know, like the CEO of this. It's like, great. Well, what the fuck does a CEO do hour by hour, you know? But like, you can probably figure out what you want to do hour by hour when you say it like that. By figuring out all these little things for myself, it took a lot of the guesswork, I'll say, out of making decisions. Like I said earlier, like I'm not the best at making decisions in terms of... It's not that I just like go mute. It's just I have a hard time picking a side because I'm sitting there thinking about, well, if I say no, all these things. And if I say yes, all of these things could happen. So I'm weighing out uh, both options so much that I tend to not even make a decision in the first place. So it's like some sort of paralysis. Because I know that and realize that, almost my entire career now at this point, I could map out to quick yes or no snap decisions that I only could have made because of I've gone and I tried over and over again to, to answer those little questions that I mentioned before. Um, and I try to answer those to the best of my ability. And what I'm kind of alluding to here is like my decision, obviously to put my two weeks in, but even like way back of like uh, my decision to quit my first job and, and decide to go full-time freelance. And then um, making that decision again to be like, you know what, my time is up for full-time freelance. Like I'm going to try a full-time job in an, in an editor role. And, uh, that's kind of my first point, uh, before I go into this weird story time thing, because I feel like all the points that I want to make need a little, uh, preface of, of some stuff to actually make some sort of sense. But that's basically my first one of like, really take note of the journey that you're on make sure you're actually moving forward at a pace that suits you because you can move a lot faster than you think you can. And I'm, I've personally fallen victim to that of understanding like, Hey, I'm comfortable. I'm doing what I love. And this is a career that I want, but you do need to take note of yes, but is it holding you back to a certain extent because you are so comfortable and, um, yeah, it's for you to decide because I've already I've already done all this stuff. <laughs> um, to kind of move on and get to to get to my next point, I have to kind of go all the way and rewind back to uh, when I thought I was ready to go full time freelance. Again, it was a real split decision because at the time I thought I had. I mean, I kind of did. I had so much work that that did sustain me, and it was at a time when. I was also working uh, a full-time job uh, in the city and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the jump. And looking back, I definitely wasn't ready to make that jump, but I am really glad that I did because I learned so much. And you know what? It was one of those things that put my uh, growth in the fast lane to be like, all right, buckle up. Like, cause you're going to, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to grow a lot by being in all these crazy, uncomfortable scenarios that you just need to figure out. And, uh, I guess (laughs) what I'm trying to say is you need to be ready and, and have a plan and definitely do some real budgeting before, uh, before you go for that, because you can't just cross your fingers and hope work comes in, which I definitely quickly learned. (laughs) Not to say I didn't succeed at, uh, at freelancing because the first few years are definitely tough, uh, for anybody. And, uh, I put my head down and, and, and grinded as hard as I could consistently, but you know, it's, it's hard work and, uh, it works sometimes and, and sometimes it didn't. 
And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know as a freelancer, you don't really get a uh, biweekly stable paycheck that's secure. Uh, You get large and small sums of money at random intervals and you need to have a system in place to take care of that money when it comes in. And uh, as a new freelancer, I definitely didn't have that system in place. To kind of fast forward the story, um, a few things happened when I first went out freelancing. Uh, Me and my partner at the time were living in Toronto. She quit her job and... We moved out of our apartment in the city to a suburb out in Markham for literally the single purpose of so we could actually get a handle on our finances because we did not have a system in place that would set us up for success. And that realization of having to get a grip on my finances hit me so hard when we were moving in uh, into Markham. On moving day, I went just across the street to grab some coffees from like this little bakery. And uh, I went to put it on my debit card and it got declined. Like, I don't know, I think it was maybe less than $5 and it got declined. And I just remember feeling like so utterly broken at that moment. (laughs) And I'm sure my face showed everything because I remember the cashier like so clearly. She's such a nice lady. It was such a small little neighborhood. So like we, we had already chatted with her at that point. But I remember her looking at me so calmly and saying, it's okay, honey. Like, don't worry about it today. Like, just come back. And uh, yeah, I just felt so ashamed because I, I did take the coffees and like walked out of the place. But oh man, yeah. If you want some sort of motivation, that that really kicked me into high gear to really buckle down. And literally since then, my motivation has been to build out constantly, getting months ahead in bills and and just being prepared for things like this year. Uh, my dog Winston had to go in for like an emergency surgery and it was like, you know, a flip of a switch at 2 a.m. in the morning and I had to bring him in. And then all of a sudden it's a $5,000 weekend, you know? So you, it's really hard to prepare for that stuff when you have no idea and no financial planning. Um, but thankfully I'm in a better spot now. So coming back into the moving in story, I think we lived there for almost two years Um, and we just straight grinded of, I really tried to build my freelance career and my name. Uh, so I would be on rosters. I would be the person to call at an agency. And at the same time, I've never felt more like a fraud as a full-time creative in my entire life. Um, I was starting to get more work, a lot of work, which was good. I had revenue coming in, but at the same time, wasn't making much income, uh, which, really quick revenue is your top line of how much you actually made and income is like what you're getting paid out um once you pay taxes debt bills blah 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 so yes i was making money uh but my income was still pretty not great nothing can make you feel like an imposter in your own career um when you're actually working a ton and not really making much money And since I was actually getting work, I started to feel dissatisfied with my work and all of the equipment that I was using. I was doing all my editing on a laptop, a MacBook Pro in a basement, and I think I was shooting on a Sony mirrorless at the time. And I really just couldn't shake the feeling that I would never be taken seriously because I was going into studios that was like editing off, um, you know, those Mac garbage cans. And that was the standard at the time. And I was like, I can't, I can't afford this. Like, but I was thinking I couldn't do the work if I didn't have that stuff, which 
is not the case. And those experiences of like going into the agencies and learning what they're using um, and learning what programs, learning the processes, learning how to talk to clients, how they treat clients, and just making the connects was really what made me grow because you're just getting in front of people constantly. But at the same time, it also gave the, gave me this like unhealthy mentality of like, well, if I don't have what they have, then I can't do the job. And like I just said, it's just not true. At the end of the day, nobody knows or even cares what you're working on, what your tools are. Like nobody cares I was editing on a laptop in a basement, you know? Um, if the job gets done on the deadline, then that's what they're looking for. So I, I tried my very best to put that thinking on the back burner because the only way I could, you know, buy a better machine was to constantly keep doing work. But it's funny how as I started to grow, uh, so did my anxiety of how I was perceived by uh, the people I was working for. And this is kind of where my point comes in. I'm sorry it took so long to get here, but, you know, once I started to get in front of clients and, and really felt a little more comfortable with what I'm doing and settling into my actual career, I'm like, okay, maybe now is the time to level up. Uh, you know, now is the time to spend the money. So at the time I was trying to look to swap camera systems. I remember my dad asking me a question so plainly. He just asked me, are you bleeding? Which honestly this is most confusing um, in these terms. But what he basically meant was, what are you trying to fix? What's your what's your problem? What are you lacking right now that this will fix? Or are you just keeping up with the trends? And that I think that is the mental switch of a want and a need. Are you are you bleeding? Can you just rent the gear? Can you just ask a friend? Do you need the latest and greatest? What do you, what what list of things do you actually need? that this fulfills or you just want it because it's new and shiny do you need the latest and greatest camera or is it just a want because it's new and has a new sensor and you know a youtuber said something that was really great about it this was the thinking switch that i kind of needed to have to not get caught in that loop because that's something that i did i was constantly looking at bnh and constantly watching youtube videos on like what's the latest and greatest gear you know but not taking into account that like the majority of the time I'm shooting corporate videos and the majority of that is, you know, 24p. You could shoot that on a C100, which I was at the time and I was trying to look for something else. But, you know, you could shoot that on a 2016 camera. Still, still to this day, you could do it. Be completely fine. And it's just asking yourself, like, what's the problem that you're trying to fix? Or are you just trying to give up with the trends? And now... For me, with that thinking, I'm content with all everything that I have because I don't have the constant want to upgrade because I know that my needs haven't changed. I'm still delivering on the same thing, so I don't need anything to be that much better. You know, I like what I have, which I never had took into account. I just looked at all these other pros and agencies and saw that that's what they have, so I need that to do what they do. And that is a true myth so that yeah that's the that's the point that i kind of wanted to make is uh really ask yourself what you're trying to achieve uh or fix with your next purchase and honestly that's a large decision in itself because when you think about it like that like are you bleeding it, it really means like you you have drained your resources to the bare minimum you you can't do what you're doing anymore with what you have 
And that's when you move on. And if you can't, then ask a friend or maybe rent. And when those things no longer make sense, build it into your project. That's the next hack that I started to use. You know, if you're renting uh, microphones and lights so often that it now makes sense to take that money and make a client pay for it on a couple of invoices and things like that, then it 100% makes sense. And yeah, just to end this episode, one of the things that I watched um, when I was editing off a laptop in a basement was um, a video by Matt Diavella, like one of his early videos, and it was literally the myth of I don't have. And it's kind of about what I'm what I'm saying. You know, he talks about like, oh, I can't go for a run because I don't have the comfiest, latest and greatest running shoes. Well, when you think about it like that, it, it's just like total garbage, you know? Of course you can like go shoot a photo. Anybody can. You have a freaking iPhone F or anything. Maybe I'll link the video in the description because it's honestly like it, it's two minutes and it's such a great watch. And I remember... Um, I was looking for a camera at that point um, when I when I went to watch this video and I just felt a sense of relief wash over me to see somebody in a professional manner be like, yo, you do not need the latest and greatest just to spend money, just to, to keep up with the Joneses, just to look better to your peers, just to appear better to your clients. It'll come with time. And I will say I've tried really hard to build a, a great relationship with a lot of my clients and they treat me no different from when I had a little Sony mirrorless to, um, you know, a C100 Mark II to bringing on second shooters and a full like camera cart. They treat me exactly the same because I was always delivering at the best I possibly could. So, um, yeah, those are, those are the points that I wanted to make. Check in with yourself on your journey. Make sure you're not too comfortable. Um, ask yourself what your ideal day looks like. Where do you want to have authority? And focus your attention to that, you know? So if 90% of your time defines who you are and what you do, you should really make sure it's doing something that drives you forward or aligns with your values or at least inserting a little bit of what you love into it. And you should draw some boundaries if it's not because that might not be where you want to have authority. That's a big question that you need to ask yourself because if it doesn't fit into your ideal day then maybe you shouldn't be doing it at all and yeah i guess here's to getting uncomfortable so thanks for listening see you in the next one